Hi there, this is John Frenet, and welcome to an encore presentation of our Legacy Business Spotlight. These are best done in person, and with the current state of emergency restrictions, that's just not possible. So we will be re-releasing our past episodes every Saturday at noon until this pandemic is in our collective rearview mirror. Until then, enjoy this encore presentation of our Legacy Business Spotlight. Some businesses succeed. Some don't. Then there are those that seem to have been around forever. The true entrepreneurial success story. How did they do it? What was their vision? What makes a success? In this special episode for Ion Annapolis, we speak with the true success stories. Those business owners that have been around for decades. Learn from their successes and failures. Now, here's host John Fernay. Joining us today on the phone is Rick Nelson, who is the owner of the Annapolis Sailing School. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing well. Thanks. Um, Looking forward to uh, discussing the school. You know, I didn't realize that the school was as old as it was. I learned that you guys are celebrating in 2019 the 60th year. Yes, yes. In fact, while Jenny uh, Nelson, my wife and myself, have only owned the school for five years, our roots go back further. Jenny was uh, an instructor at the the school uh, in the the, the 70s. And um, certainly the the Wilson family and living down on Bemby Beach uh, knew well of Jerry Wood and what he started back in 1959, the first recreational sailing school uh, in the country. Well, you said, you said Jerry Wood. Now, Jerry was involved with the Annapolis Boat Shows, right? Yes, indeed. He, uh, In fact, people probably know him uh, just as well for that. Uh, and uh, I've got to give Jerry credit. I never having met him um, in uh, uh, real life, but what he did in terms of Annapolis in terms of economic impact. The boat show obviously continues to this day to be a, a powerful driver uh, in the spring and certainly in the fall, but also the, the sailing school, which as I understand at the time, you know, Annapolis was a, a waterman's town, but that was on the decline because of lack of oysters in the bay and, and crabs. And he really introduced sailing to uh, Annapolis in a way that, you know, now we think of it as the sailing capital of America, but, uh, uh, at the time, it was just a, uh, a dream in his mind. Well, I'll tell you, it's funny. It's uh, You talk about the uh, the boat shows, and they're celebrating their 50th year this year. So I guess the sailing school predates them by a decade. Yeah, yes, he, uh, I guess he finally figured it all out and then uh, launched the, uh, the, the boat shows with some partners then. Well, it's, it's kind of interesting that you sit there and say, we spoke with Annapolis Yacht Sales as well. And, you know, one of the questions I had for them was way back when this was a waterman's town and it wasn't the, the shishi sailing capital of America and everything else. And why did they, and they're, I think they're celebrating their 25th anniversary. Why did they relocate here into Annapolis and with the sailing? And obviously it's probably in no small part to Jerry Woods and the foundation of the Annapolis Sailing School with uh, bringing recreational sailing to the city. Yeah, I think so, because uh, at the time, I guess you uh, either perhaps learned sailing because it was part of your your, your trade or maybe at a, a yacht club. So it was definitely something for the, the, the very wealthy. And so uh, Jerry uh, democratized it um, in terms of uh, bringing it to to anyone who had a week and wanted to learn how to sail and and you know thought about it enough he he had the uh the rainbow 24 uh, a boat uh, specially built uh for teaching students teachers like uh 
uh, with 1,100 pound keel, uh, you can't capsize it. Um, although I, my John Cosby, who runs the, the general manager of the school, tells me, Rick, don't don't say that. That may tempt somebody. But by building a, a boat that uh, made people feel safe, uh, so they could be comfortable in the water uh, and forgiving in terms of learning, uh, he really uh, saw a different path from the traditional yacht club uh, teaching, or, or perhaps people that uh, just learn by themselves. And so. Um, uh, now it's kind of accepted in terms of sailing schools and American Sailing Association certifications and things such as this. But um, he was uh, the Annapolis Sailing School really pioneered all that. So he actually had a a, a boat specifically a model or a, a style of a boat specifically built for the sailing school. Yes, yes, he actually uh, set out in, uh, in terms of design, and um, uh, you know had things which at the time. Uh, certainly were uh, not, I wouldn't say revolutionary, but um, really forward thinking in terms of um, how to approach the, the, the teaching of the, the, the sailing. Um, kind of a, a, he had a high freeboard, uh, which certainly made it uh, more comfortable for the sailors, a large cockpit in which they, they could operate. And just the, the, the lines that he, he designed for it which made it a, a fast boat for a day as well as an instructional boat. Interesting. Now, yeah, you said you owned the school for five years. How did how did yes. you how did you guys come into into the ownership of this? Was this just like one crazy night at Davis's that turned out well or, or wrong? <laughs> yes, it just you you uh, you come upon it uh, uh, quite uh, accurately. Although I, I can't even have the excuse of uh, of uh, too many beers uh, to uh, to excuse what has been a very fun endeavor. But really, uh, what had happened was uh, Tim Dowling, who uh, was the, the owner after Jerry and Kathy Wood, and, uh, previous to us, Tim was uh, looking to expand the sailing school and put a, uh, uh, a marina in, in addition to the sailing school. And my wife uh, and family thought, well, it might be nice just to keep it just as a sailing school. And so uh, Tim was good enough to entertain uh, an offer to purchase it from us because I know Tim is very interested in the legacy of the school as well. And so um, um, <laughs> it started out as kind of, oh, well, gee, if you don't like a marina there, uh, you know, maybe we could buy this school. <laughs> turned out to be a, 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 maybe a, a boast, if you will, that uh, I had to execute on. Well, that's <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's kind of neat that your wife, you said, was an instructor there at one point. Yes, yes. Jenny was an uh, instructor there, uh, as was not only John was an instructor, uh, the, the, the manager of school. An instructor, but had run the school at one point. I think most of the uh, the, the kids in the, the Wilson family, my wife's family, uh, had worked there at one time, and um, so there's a, a long family history of involvement with the school. And uh, and indeed, when we're going back and looking at the history, we're, we're compiling research in terms of kind of famous students uh, or instructors and what they've gone on to. But one of the things that we discovered was that many married couples met their uh, significant other there. John met his uh, wife, uh, Hillary, there. Uh, Dave Cyphers, uh, who now does um, uh, uh, marketing. Uh, right, in work. Crofton. He, yep, he, he, 
Dave met his wife there. Uh, and it's a, it's a pretty extensive list. So, uh, uh, maybe we could add to uh, to to sailing school a uh, a meetup for for couples as as well. I was gonna say Match dot com ain't got nothing on you guys. Yeah, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah for the sailors. So that's a pretty good track record, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice, but I, I do think it, it speaks to something we we've now highlighted in our uh, motto, if you will, um, seriously fun. But uh, people learn there, students, instructors, certainly in terms of teaching, uh, but they, they have an enjoyable time. And so it's it's setting up, uh, I think, a, a community, a sailing community, but uh, perhaps a little bit different than what one would get at a, uh, a yacht club or, or some other teaching areas. Well, I know I, I and I do have to th- thank you, even though you probably don't know what I'm thanking you for, because I uh, I trespass on your property an awful lot for those that <laughs> that, that don't realize um, where the Annapolis Sailing School is. If you go down Edgewood Road right off of Forest, I, I guess it's uh, Bay Ridge Road at that point, but uh, Forest mm-hmm. Drive, it turns into Bemby Beach Road and uh, eventually it turns into the Chesapeake Bay. And just before it turns into the Chesapeake Bay, that is the Annapolis Sailing School right there at the very end of Bemby Beach Road. I have been down there my when the polar bear plunge was canceled, my daughter insisted on plunging the day because it was god awful rainy, icy, and we she plunged right there at the Annapolis Sailing School. And I know I've been down there a number of times for like those uh, crazy full moons that come up over the bay occasionally for uh, taking some pictures and whatnot there. Yes. Well, I'm glad you uh, enjoy it. In fact, it's it is funny that you mentioned it. That um, uh, there's some people that live on Bemby Beach Road that don't even <laughs> realize that the sailing school is at the the uh, the end of it. And as you said, you noted when you get there, you have two uh, beaches, which are a rarity in Annapolis. One looking out to the Bay Bridge, one looking back over Eastport to Annapolis. And uh, a lot of our sailing members, uh, well, they're there mainly to, to sail, particularly our keelboat club members, uh, as well as students. But because of the nice shallow water there, they'll have their, their kids there to go out swimming in a, a very safe environment or uh, taking you know, a paddleboard or uh, a kayak that we, we make available to them. So it, it's uh, it's a great recreational attribute as well as beautiful view. Is this more, has this morphed into a yacht club type of an atmosphere than a a pure sailing school. I know that I've checked out the website, which is annapolissailing.com. And I, I know that you obviously have courses to learn how to sail, but there's camps and there's a club. You just mentioned the keelboat club, you know, the rent, the kayaks and stuff like that. Has it gotten to be more into a, uh, a social type of a organization than just a sailing club? Yeah, no, I think you're, that you're right because what we want to encourage people is to, to get out on the water sailing and to make it a, a lifetime experience. And so, uh, it's fine to, to teach people. And we enjoy that very much. And starting with our kidship program. So kids five to 15 learn how to sail and then, uh, adults, uh, whether it's basic sailor or coastal navigation or bareboat cruising. And so some people go on and they will, uh, perhaps buy a, a bigger boat. Some will charter in the, in the Caribbean, but there's a large group that want to go day sailing. And so, uh, as you indicated, we created a keelboat club uh, so that people could come back, but not only to go out sailing, to really be with uh, like-minded people. And so um, diff- not only different sailing events that we have, uh, like our Monday night regattas, where people can practice their, their skills, but also lectures about uh, the water and uh, 
other activities, be it paddleboard or kayaks. And I think the, the idea, though, is not to become uh, like an AYC or uh, Eastport Yacht Club, which are great institutions, but more formal dining areas, things like that. This is more for people who like sailing and like to be with like-minded people, perhaps without the, the formalities. And so we've improved our facilities to um, uh, support that. We, we put in what we call the sail shed, which has air conditioning, has uh, couches, has a, a bar for, for the, the, the members to use only. Uh, but that previously had been literally a sail shed with no windows. Um, okay. now it's, yeah, now it's got the best port view of, uh, uh, of Back Creek and Eastport. People can watch life float by as they uh, enjoy that. But yeah, so I would say a, a, a different type of, not yacht club, but a different type of uh, sailing community uh, is is what we've set out to create. So there's no waterfront swimming pools and restaurants and uh, dance clubs and everything else planned for it. No, no, no. That, uh, well, if you you saw me dance, you you thank me for never thinking <laughs> of setting up any dance club. Uh, but um, no, our our uh, you know sailing has declined in terms of general uh, participation. Uh, certainly, uh, since let's say the the, the peak in the uh, early '80s, uh, looking back at uh, a cherry uh, wood and the records that, that we can see. And so our mission is is really to see if we can revitalize that to a certain extent and going, if you will, from uh, what I'll say is family to modern family. So, you know, there's the, the, the kind of traditional nuclear family of you know, two parents, two kids and providing an experience for them. Uh, but with, a, I'll say, a, a modern twist, because what we hear from a lot of parents is, well, the time I spend with my children, it's usually in a car driving them from soccer practice to lacrosse practice to dance class and um, not really interacting. Once I'm there, I'm just a passive participant, just just watching them. And so um, with families, getting them out in the water uh, together in a place where uh, a cell phone uh, really has no, no use and uh, need. But then extending beyond that, uh, because there's different groups that would really like to, to sail together. For example, we offer uh, female-only classes uh, because sometimes that's a, a more supportive environment in which uh, women can learn sailing versus uh, something which has traditionally been a little bit more male-dominated out in the water. But there's other broader communities. It can be communities of, of, of older sailors. When you look in talking to uh, Rob Savage, uh, the District 7 uh, Ward Alderman, he noted that he has the largest concentration of seniors in Annapolis. And if you uh, actually look along the, the road into uh, the sailing school, there's several senior living areas. Absolutely. And so, you know, so providing something for that community, uh, again, modern family, if you will, uh, but uh, getting them out the water is, is something that we're focused on. So it's it's a an effort that I think is great for sailing, and at the same time, it's 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 good for the sailing school. Hey, Rick, just one more thing. Can you talk to us a little bit about? I know you've got courses and camps and clubs and rentals and everything else that go along with that. And I, I certainly appreciate you you know taking time. I know we weren't able to connect uh, with your travel schedule, and you're calling from New York right now. So uh, I appreciate you taking the time today. But can you tell us a little bit more about the courses, the camps, and and all the other different offerings that we do have here at Annapolis Sailing School? 
So, uh, while I could wax eloquently on that, I think uh, actually it might be best for you to, to speak with John Cosby, um, who's the managing director, the general manager of the school. Uh, it's been a big part of uh, the success, and he could give you the details on what we're doing in our, our different programs. Well, I'll tell you what, we can we can do that by the magic of technology. I can, uh, and because you are literally about a half a mile from my house. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I think I will run down there, see if I can get a hold of John and um, get the details on that, and we'll stitch it all magically together. But, Rick, you and your wife have done a, a great job with the school. I mean, it's got a, a wonderful reputation. I mean, you've carried on a wonderful um, legacy that was started from Jerry Woods 60 years ago, which is real borderline on how old I am. So, I mean, I'm still glad that there's something older than me that exists. But that's, uh, <laughs> um, well, 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 thank you. We, uh, again, we, we really love what we're, we're doing. And- we appreciate the legacy we have because it's had such a big impact on Annapolis. But we're really looking uh, forward and excited for the, the, the programs we have in place to uh, expand the, the school and, and sailing in Annapolis. Fantastic. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go down Bambi Beach Road there and see if I can get a hold of John. And um, you enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much. Well, and by the magic of audio, we are down here off of Bemby Beach Road at Annapolis Sailing School with John Cosby. How are you? I'm fine. How about yourself? Great. First things first, I just got off the phone with Rick, and he said, you guys have unsinkable boats, and I want to see it. Well, we operate with the training boat we use is a 24-foot rainbow. Um, it was a boat designed by Sparkman and Stevens. Olin Stevens was the, was the main uh, designer of the boat, and... Jerry Wood, who was the founder of the school back in 1959, if you count that up, this makes 60 years here. Which I'm very happy school. about because that's that's still older than I am. So that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It is a little bit older than yeah. I am, too. But he had uh, started the sailing school not as Annapolis Sailing School, but it started as Annapolis Boat Rentals at the foot of 6th Street. Okay. Um, there's a small little, if you even go to this day, you can see there was kind of a bulkhead and a little bit, and a couple little piers out there. And he started renting what they called Mustangs back then, which were a, a wooden day sailor, but it was tippy. And for one, Annapolis Boat Rentals was there doing its thing, but then he realized that he didn't have a whole lot of people that came to rent his boats that knew what they were doing. So chicken or the egg thing you know it became well i better open a school to teach these people how to use these boats or i'm going to sit here with a lot of boats sitting at the dock that i can't you know put them on so annapolis sailing school became the second uh business that jerry had uh, hatched in the 59 60 area and then about 61 he realized that the boat he had wasn't really the boat he wanted and he um, was in the toy business. I think he made uh, uh, injection molded dolls was part of the <laughs> things he did. But he had a company that he knew or, or worked with called Tidewater Plastics. And taking the design that came from oh, uh, Sparkman and Stevens and having a company that could make boats, they built what we call the Rainbow 24, which is absolutely the finest learning vessel there is out on the water for one you can run them into the dock you can you can t-bone them you can do pretty much anything you want to to a rainbow and it just bounces off you might have to paint a little bit here and shine up a little bit there but the boat is pretty much indestructible 
but probably the, something ideal for somebody that's teaching people that have never sailed before. Truly, truly. <laughs> and you know, the joke goes that Jerry approached Olin and said, "At Olin Stevens, at Sparkman and Stevens, said, I'd like a boat three drunks can take out in a thunderstorm and come back okay in." <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the rainbow came from. So um, they were produced from 1962. Up until around 1984 was about the last boat that came off. And I think that's, we still have that boat here. It's boat number 400, hull number 483. During the heyday in the 60s, he was not only, you know, using the boats to think, he sold them. So okay. he had the you know, he had a boat dealership, dealership here going on, and they're not made anymore. They're not made anymore. So you're you're dealing with uh, 84, 94, 04, 14, you know, thirty five year old boats is what some you're of them still? fifty years old. Wow, absolutely. Um, but they're they were super heavily built. Um, we have a shop that's made really just for the rainbows, and we can bring them in here at the end of the season, and you know it takes about three and a half hours to totally disassemble one and you know go back replace rub rails do a little sanding some fresh paint on them the rigs you know take a little bit but we've always put brand new sails on the boat this is our i think we're on our 20th set of sails that we've had in the last five years so we locally we've got uh, quantum sails built our sails for us right Fantastic. Well, now, so so you guys are a year-round operation then, pretty well, much? Well, we're, we're here year-round. We teach from the very last week of March all the way until pretty much the end of October. Okay. Um, and just sort of you, dodge around the sail. The when show, you the get around, around those edges, you know, you start to get the days get short, and it, it just gets cold. Right. Being out on the water, you know, everybody pushes it in um, in March. You know, they've been making boat payments all, all winter long. Right. You know, <laughs> oh, my gosh, off. it looks gorgeous. Let's take the boat out, you know. But except when they get out there, they realize that the water's 35 right. degrees and the air is 50, and it's way it, too cold out there. But that's just... Right. It, well, it's, it's, it's psychological, but... Sure. You, so how many, how many boats do you have now? So the sailing school has 74 boats in its fleet right now. There's... We use about uh, a dozen rainbows in the water now. We have about 10 more in the back lot that are uh, in various stages of, of rebuilding or getting them ready to put into the fleet. A couple of them are probably going to get stripped of all their older parts, and we'll use them as spares. And But uh, I think if we can keep the fleet with the rainbows, around 15 to 20 will be, will be fine. Helps us expand a little bit. But then... We also run in the summer, and it's running right now behind you, a kidship program. And the kidship program uses Americans, uh, a new RS Zest, which is a boat that we've uh, just gotten involved with this year. We have Hobie Cats. We have Lasers. Um, many, many boats in the, in the fleet for the kids that you know, also takes up. Now, builds up those numbers. I'm not. I'm not a sailor, but the the Hobie Cat. Are we just talking about the, the old catamaran that I used to know? Very way much back like when? that, except this one's called a getaway. Okay. So it's a little more forgiving. It's a little easier to get get going, and you know, two people can pick it up and kind of get it off the beach. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, let's talk about. You said you, you said you've got the kids camp that's going on here. Sure. The kids sail. The, what so programs are there here? Kidship is a program for kids from five to fifteen. The five to seven-year-olds we call little sailors. They will sail from you know they'll they'll show up on the property with their parents or grandparents mostly at just before nine, and they'll go until twelve. Well, they might have forty-five, fifty minutes in the classroom, you know, 
kind of figuring out what they're going to do today. And then we send them out on the water. Now, those boats have an instructor on every single boat. So we're a little different from... So you're not sending five-year-olds out there we're on the not of the bay sending, on their yeah, own. They're, they're not on their own. <laughs> um, and, but we're different from the other camps in town where you might be on an opti or something like that. And those boats don't lend themselves to having, you know, an instructor aboard. Right. Um, they're just a different camp. We're more of a recreational. We're trying to teach the kids the kind of the joy of just being on the water. And you let them do it with their age group. And if you can do that with their age group, it becomes not so tedious for the kids. As we all know, that there's not a kid alive that wants to do what their parents ask them to do. Sure. So when we let them go out, you know, with their peers on a boat with kind of instructor just making sure things are safe, it can nurture and build that that desire to want to, you know, maybe make this something that they do as a recreational hobby their whole lives. Absolutely. Well, I, I agree with the, the concept of let's get on the water. Let's see if we enjoy sailing, period, before we get into this whole racing thing. I mean, you can go any number of different ways once you learn how to sail. Sure. I mean, you can get into, you know, competitive racing. You can get into collegiate racing or professional racing or just recreational racing, cruising, um, you know, transatlantic and everything else. So I think uh, I think you're onto onto something for sure. Yeah, we have found, and then, then uh, just I'll, I'll give you a little more insight into how this goes. Um, with those kids, three hours is about as much as their their attention span will let you <laughs> let them go. Um, we always laugh because the parents will come up the next day and said they didn't even make it to the top of the hill before they were out. Way to go! You know, that's <laughs> need to give them a little yeah. bit more sugar on yeah, the way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, then the major, our biggest class that we do is 505, which is what we call sailing essentials. And that's for the kids that may have had a little experience on the water, may have been here last year doing, doing the little sailor's class. And they're on the water pretty much from 9 to 3. Now there's a break for lunch, and there's also a couple breaks for some theory in a classroom. Right. But there's only so much. But what we truly find is that they start to build lifelong friendships with the kids that, you know, maybe are two states away or two counties away. Um, and they become, what I am thrilled with, is that eventually they might move from the 505 Sailing Essentials to go to an intermediate class or what we call a competition class. We don't do racing here. Uh, we're not a racing school. Okay. We're not a racing. That's not part of what we do here. But when those kids turn 15 or 16, they become my best instructors. <laughs> Okay. So we are building kind of a pot of these, you know, these kids that love doing it. Um, I think we've got uh, four instructors on our current list that were all alumni of the Kidship Sailing School. Well, I know it was funny when we were talking to Rick, he said that his wife had uh, been an instructor and, and participated down in the sailing school at one point as well. So, I mean, it's, you certainly do have a lot of alumni that are and legacies that are coming through in various forms of uh, operations, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I so. met Jenny um, as an instructor here back in the, I guess, 1976. Um, I was a 15-year-old, and this was my first summer job. Um, nice. We didn't really have a, we didn't have a, a kidship sailing school, so I was an adult in sailing instructor. Um, I will say that that is one of the best things to have on your resume is that you were a sailing instructor i've you know had many job interviews in my life and the one thing that you're always asked about is what's this thing about sailing instructor and uh, we've always found that 
for one, as a 15-year-old, being able to communicate with an Maybe a you know a thirty fifty or sixty year old that taking beginning sailing lessons as well as a five year old yeah as well as a five year old <laughs> but they become so it, it, it's a confidence level they have that they've got to jump on all their peers um, being able to communicate and teach something to someone that's interested in learning they actually are paying for being here sure. um, and doing that is truly we end up with some very 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 skilled and highly successful young men and women that are graduates of this school that have worked here. Well, how many, uh, what is your your typical customer, your typical sailing people? I mean, you, you talked about the five, the little sailors and, the, sure. and, and whatnot. I mean, or is, or do you have a lot of adults that are looking to do that? So the sailing school is, I would say, about 55% for the school is for adults. Okay. Um, with the with kidship probably being somewhere in the 20, 20%, maybe 25. And our majority of our in students are going to be in the 35 to 60-year-old range. Um, where we find them is, for one, you get a lot of people because of Washington and because of its transient nature, political, sure. however that works, um, a lot of people move in to Washington and they're, you know, Maybe they're from Pig's Knuckle, Arkansas. Right. I don't know. Four someplace. years and done, eight yeah, years yeah. and done. And, and they're here, and suddenly you know, they realize, wow, look at this bay thing out here. Look at this right. gorgeous piece of water. And that sailboat, what's that about? So we tend to offer, a, we offer one program through Groupon, which allows people to come and get a two-hour sale for $75. And that's just the taste. That's just the taste. And then if they like that. Do you like spike people, their water or something? I'm sorry. Do you no. spike their waters. <laughs> Get them out no, there, roofie them. It, and it is, you know, what we've, we've found is that if we, you know, we'll tell them, hey, are you interested in, you know, would you like to really do more of this? We'll eat the cost of that Groupon they bought and put it towards their first sailing lesson. So that becomes, you know, a little popular for us, a very uh, a nice tool. And it's amazing how you can get people that just kind of are a little trepidatious on Saturday morning, but on Friday, on Sunday afternoon, after they've been here for two days, or maybe three days if they're getting certified, they're the most gung-ho people you've ever met, and right. they are ready to start singing sailor songs. and Cursing, cursing Monday to come yeah, around. We just need go. one more Absolutely. day for the weekend to get this sure. over with. Sure. Sure. Well, you do certifications as well, right? We do. I mean, so we're an ASA school. Um, Which is American the Sailing Association. American Sailing Association. We're, there's there's two basic certifying bodies in the United States. There's U.S. sailing, which is more of the competition sailing. And then there's ASA, which is for the recreational sailor, also maybe your cruisers, people that are just getting into it for the sheer joy, but they also need a little bit of certification so that they can go somewhere and rent a boat. We, we allow our, our graduates, whether they're certified or not, to, t- to come rent our boats. But if someone comes from the outside and wants to rent a rainbow from us, you know, during the week or the weekend, if we have boats available that aren't being used for classes, we will, you know, kind of check them out. You know, where did you learn to sail? What's your skill level? If they're ASA certified, we're happy to let them go. Of course, they still need a little bit of, you know, local knowledge to understand the... The channels, the, the, the yeah, whatever. The things. sandbar yeah. at, at uh, Horn Point, or, you know, you can't you'll run aground right off of Bendy right. Beach. Right, and it's if a, you're not probably careful. an unfamiliar boat to them. Certainly. 
So you do. You also do rent boats. We do rent and boats. I, I mean, that's something. So if I wanted to come down and sail for a day, I could absolutely come on down. Give us a call. Um, we'll tell you what the weather conditions are today. You can look out there, and I'm sorry you guys can't see it, but it's pretty it's pretty light wind out there right now. There's a little bit of wind off of Horn Point. You can see where the water's a little bit darker. Um, but right now the, the winds are pretty light. But then, you know, many times, you know, the big difference is if you can get the, the you know, I don't know what it got down to last night. Maybe it got down to 76 degrees, right. and it's going to get to 90 today. There's 14 degrees of change there. That's not a whole lot of difference between... Right morning and night so there tend to be those days tend to be not so windy where you get in the fall you know it gets down to you know 45 at night and it gets up to maybe 75 there's 30 degrees you have a whole lot of mixing in the atmosphere and we have some wind you can rent boats here this is and you've also added sort of a social aspect to this i notice at the end of your uh end of your property here you've got a big tent that looks somewhat permanent i don't know if it's a permanent Structure, it goes. It goes up at the end of April, and it usually comes down right after the boat show. Um, we do weddings. We do crab feasts. There, you know, we'll have the uh, one of the classes from the Naval Academy, uh, class of '62 or something like that. We'll come and have a reunion and a crab feast, and it's usually on the same day as the Blue Angels flying. So okay. they're out there, kind of watching. You know, commissioning week is going on. Oh, I'm looking at this. This is like a real great spot for them. We have a great spot to see the the Blue Angels. For those that are, again, those aren't aware, it's all the way at the end of Bemby Beach Road. I know we talked about this a little bit with with Rick, but the views are spectacular. It's uh, I would say almost 360, but you're probably every bit of 270 degrees looking down off. Toward Absolutely. The to Thomas my left, Point. I'm looking down. I'm looking down Back Creek, and to my right, oh well, as I come across, I see the you know the mouth of the Severn River. And all the way to my right, I'm yeah. seeing the, the Chesapeake Bay and all the way down to Bay Ridge. Yeah, it's a, a phenomenal location. Now, how long have you been? I mean, obviously, you're not on the, the street end corner of 6th Street anymore. So how long have you been here? So the school started here in like 68, 69, um, take, using this spot. But again, it was just the spot to sail out of. There was no teaching done here um, in theory-wise. Theory all the classes were done over at 6th Street. Those were classrooms at, at okay. uh, 601 6th Street. This building was built in around 1979 over the winter, and it popped up, and it was built with two large classrooms upstairs. So we can, you know, back then, wow, it, it we had weekends where we had 120 students in one weekend. That's that's 30 sailboats. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um there was a big heyday here, and I will say that we're kind of coming back to it. Um, you know, uh, last weekend and the weekend before that, we were up to, you know, using 11 or 12 boats um, between rentals and in and, uh, and classes. Where, when we got here, and Rick Rick purchased the Rick and his wife purchased the business in 2014. Yeah, it was four maybe five boats being used so it's been a, a huge um, renaissance in in sailing that's good to hear and and you guys have really sort of um stood the test of time as well i know there's there were some other sailing schools that have that have come and gone uh and i mean annapolis sailing school 60 years sure you know one of the 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 catchphrases that was always used was the annapolis way of learning um, we were here a lot longer than ASA was. Um, ASA is something that has kind of been around for 25, 30 years maybe. Um, 
we were the real first adult sailing school. There were, you could learn at a yacht club. You could learn if you were a member of, you know, some kind of existing. But we were the first kind of standalone. You wanted to just come learn to sail and didn't really have a, a attachment or some kind of uh, way to get on the water. You could come here and do that. Um, the Annapolis way is what we try to do is to give you just enough theory to get out on the water and practice. Um, uh, still to this day, our classes, you might show up on a, on a Saturday morning for our two-day lesson. You'll spend about 35, 40 minutes in a classroom, and then we go right out on the boats. And you'll be sailing by 10 o'clock in the morning, and you'll sail for a couple hours. Then you come back, have, a, have some lunch. You'll come back up in the classroom, and he'll give you another layer of theory. But just enough that you can that you can add on, and then you can go back out and practice it. And you build build on it and build on it. You build, build on and it. build on it. By well, Sunday it's, it's afternoon. It's nice that you've got a curriculum as opposed to, and I mean, I know you've learned from other people. I mean, certainly there's probably by far the majority of sailors today have learned from a friend, a parent, uh, sure. you know, whatnot. Hey, come on out. I'll show you how to sail. Um, but it's not a curriculum. Again, you know, you're like... You just sort of know it. It becomes innate after so many years of this. But this is, you know, this is something that gives you the tools immediately. It's your job to retain them. Obviously. Yeah, <laughs> having the curriculum makes sure you touch all the bases. Right. You know, you you've got to you've got to teach people. You know, what do we do if the wind's blowing too hard? You know, but we still want to go sailing. Or you're out there and the wind starts blowing too hard. You got to teach them how to reef the sail or reduce the amount of sail available to the wind. Um, that sounds too much like physics and math. It's and stuff. a little <laughs> bit there, but but it's it's a skill that you know once because of the rainbows are were designed by kind of the top of the line sailing um, architects. The boat can pretty much handle up to twenty five knots of wind. Now that's with the storm jib, which is a really tiny little handkerchief sized right. jib up there, and a reef main. But you can go out there and sail a rainbow. Uh, you know, and where many other boats are, you know, they've headed back to the barn. Wow. I mean, this has really sort of grown, and I know that the um, the Nelsons have uh, really expanded this. Sure. And it looks like nobody's stopping anytime soon. I mean, as you said, we're seeing a renaissance in the interest in sailing. Recession, thankfully, is passed. I imagine that probably put a little bit of a damper on. Oh, that's the uh, that's the biggest part. You know, if, if if people have spare money, you know, a little bit of disposable income. And there, you asked about earlier about my, you know, uh, what's my, you know, draw a picture of what my customer is. A lot of those customers have just put their last kid on their own insurance policy. <laughs> you know, they've reached 26 and they've moved out. And now they're looking, you know, on weekends, they're not doing the soccer thing anymore. And they're not, you know, planning for weddings and all the, all the stuff that we all do, you know, as we, as we grow older. And then they're going, wow, we got some free time. What are we going to do? You know, you, know, you just kind of like describe me. My, young, my youngest just graduated college. He got a job. All three of them are out in, in the workplace, in their own houses. Yeah. You know, I keep threatening to change the locks on the door and maybe move so they don't know where I'm living. I mean, I mean, you describe me. And again, I'm a self-admitted not sailor. I tend sure. to, uh, I had a power boat at one point, and then I realized that uh, somebody else's boat was more beneficial to me. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's funny, and I, you talk about power boats. Um, the powerboat thing has had a big resurgence too. You know, right. they were there was what we used to call jingle mail in the in the two thousand eight two thousand nine, where people had bought powerboats and you know suddenly you you operate the boat and you got to put three hundred dollars worth of fuel in it in, at the end of the weekend. 
That was that was that was my aha <laughs> moment when uh, before I sold my boat. It was I'm going to say it was probably back. It was before the recession, so it was probably back in like 2002, 2003. And um, I turned around. I said, okay, this season I used it five times just because of work constraints and everything else. It was costing me $250 a day in fuel, and that wasn't running it all out all day. Sure. And, you know, then you talk about the note on the boat. You talk about the docking, the maintenance, the whole nine yards. I said, you know, this thing cost me like $9,000 a year. I'm like, for five days. Okay, so that's like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, Go charter one. You know? Yeah, that's that, You that's, charter it, that's and then absolute. when you walk away, you, you just say, thank you very much. I really, and if you have paid twice, who cares, you know, what, right. what it's really worth. You're still um, ahead of the game, but still I mean, but sailing is something that's always intrigued me, and I mean, it sounds like something that, uh, and you just sort of described me as far as my <laughs> position in life now at this sure. point, uh, as the kids are older and they're out on their own and starting their own adult lives, uh, and I'm not tooling around uh, doing this or that. I guess sailing, and I, I um, please don't take me the wrong way when I say this, but sailing is kind of the one thing where you can just detach from the rest of the world, you know, and. Just leave your phone in the boat. You know, if you've got a radio. The world needs just, more people yeah, to detach, I think, Yeah, it just needs to point. kind of detach. You know, I used to, in fact, when I was marina manager here in the early 80s, you know, I used to have a radio, you know, that kind of was always with the managers above me and the owners, you know. And I always called it an electronic leash, you know. And, hey, wouldn't it nice just to turn that thing off and, you know, you make sure everything's taken care of at home and, you know. So what if someone can't get in touch with you for a couple hours? If you're going to be back in, as long as you're safe, you got to have a VHF radio in case you've got a problem. And maybe you've got a phone you can turn back on should you need to. Right. But um, just the joy of not being attached to not the being, world. Not being gotten. Yeah. Is, uh, makes, <laughs> no, it's it's definitely a, a, the, the call of the sea, I guess, if, yeah. you, if you will. It's a little bit differently. So what else should we need to know about Annapolis Sailing School that's, that we may not know? I mean, obviously, you're growing. You're, we can rent we can rent sailboats here by the day. Sure. Well, we've only talked about you know the beginning stuff and what we do with Kidship and what we do with the rainbows. But if you look over here to the middle, you'll see our larger boats. Um, and what we've you know, really... That is just taken off is the people that want to move from a, you know, a day sailor, you know, mm-hmm. a little a little rainbow or, you know, whether they're using a, you know, a Hobie cat or right. a beam reach is still a beam reach on a 15 foot boat or a 70 foot boat. It's the same thing. But what we do now is we've been transferring these people over to the larger boats. We have two 37s and two 30 foot boats that we do advanced classes on. So the 103 is basic coastal cruising. It takes someone from a rainbow and introduces them to a boat that, you know, has furling gear. It has big winches. It's got an engine. You're going to go in back, you know, backwards on purpose. There's, you know, a wheel. You know, a tiller is what you're used to when you're sailing a small boat. Right. This, you know, this is, you're going to a larger boat. And we do three-day classes for 103 and 104. Um, you can do the home version for 103 and 10 or for 103, which means you can come here at nine in the morning and be done by four, or you can do the immersive one, where you know you show up here, we go to the giant and fill up our, you know, we get our provisioning going, and off we go and we sail, you know, maybe a four or five hour sail. We go north to Gibson Island or to Dobbins Island in the Magathy, or we go south down to Road River, um, anchor. You know, 
you're it's immersive. Um, becomes kind of a mini vacation. You wake up the next morning and you sail across the bay. If you're going north, we go to Rock Hall. If you're going south, we go to St. Michael's. Michael's. You know, you get someone to cook a nice meal for you. You got some showers there. It's a place to walk around and do it. And then you realize, wow, this is fun. You know, this this is something that you might, you know, become a lifelong way for you to kind of escape the workaday world. Right. Is to jump on a big boat and or a bigger boat and just have a nice weekend. Well, that's where the boating industry tricks you in. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you always want a bigger boat. Sure. <laughs> the, the new with the new one, new model, new model, new sure. model. So you've got the larger boats. You've got the the kids programs. You've got the, the sailing classes. You've got events here. Sure. And and this is all available. You can see all this on your website, which is annapolissailing.com. AnnapolisSailing.com with the two S's. I will say, you know, one thing that we've also added that has become very popular is that we've we've run what we call our keelboat club. So those are for people that, you know, may have learned to sail but don't have access to a boat. You know, you can join our keelboat club, and it gives you kind of prepaid access, and it's not a timeshare, guys. This is just a way for you to come put some money down and then you know give us a call and we'll have a boat waiting for you at the dock with sails ready to go all you do is jump aboard you know hoist your sails and off you go so they're not paying for the dock fleas they're not paying for maintenance they're not paying for any of that we're just providing them a way to get out on the bay here kind of as a, at a much less expensive than just renting a boat from us okay so this is this is sort of a boat club but a little bit you know yeah i mean it's yeah. it's, it's, it's a boat club now does this also include your smaller boats and your bigger boats or it that- includes not the not the dinghies the dinghies are a whole different thing um if i was to take you out on a rainbow you know you'd find yourself very comfortable in it if I was to put you on that same day and put you onto one of our dinghies and you weren't quite ready, you're probably going to come back wet. Okay. You know, you're not you're not <laughs> going to be quite dressed for it. It's uh, it's a different way of uh, of sailing. You're a little closer to the water and you need to be a little more nimble than many right. of us in our fifties are. Right. Um, but it also allows you to sail and be with a group of people that just learned to sail just like you did. So you don't feel like you're, you know, around someone that's looking down on you. You know, you know, you, it's that kind of the yacht club. People are always afraid to dock their boat at the yacht club because right. they think they got twenty sets of eyes watching how good they're doing it. Right. I couldn't care less. If you hit the dock, it's what happens. You know, <laughs> the, we're a sailing school. We're not a, you know, we're, we're this is not Newport or anything like that. We, you know, and you can only learn by making mistakes. Absolutely. So we're happy to watch people make mistakes. They make them, and then they they learn not to make them the next time. And how many people are a part of the of your keel club? Um, right now, I think we've got about fifty five members of the keelboat club, um, and there's different levels. We have members that are qualified to take out our thirty footers in the ultimate level. We've got the majority of the keelboat club members are in the middle kind of rainbow level, so they get unlimited use on weekdays, and they get a certain amount of uses during the weekends. To come okay. use our boats. So that's during a season. You may say you get 10 yeah, in-season rentals or something, whatever it may be. Yeah. And then, but also we do, in the wintertime, we do, you know, uh, navigation courses, courses on 12-volt systems, all kinds of seminars here at the school. Plus, any you're welcome to come use the property. We've got, you know, two beaches. We're the only kind right. of two. Yeah. Now, it's private. you got to join. We can't just open our beaches up to the public. But we also have kayaks and paddle boards. So if you do, you know, you bring in, you want to go sailing and you want your kids to, you know, putz around and play around, it's 
certainly welcome to have them. And that's an amenity. That's correct. Wow. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, John Cosby, thank you for a little bit of the insight into Annapolis Sailing School. Congratulations on, not you, but on the school for 60 years. I wouldn't presume to. (laughs) We're we're both younger than that. We're going to hold on to that. But 60 years going strong and getting stronger every day. And uh, I do recommend anybody that's interested in sailing. uh, And I'll probably sound like a hair club for men thing, but I'll probably be a customer pretty sure, soon. But it's the way it works. Um, um, you know, AnnapolisSailing.com. And uh, just come on down and see this beautiful property. If you just take a, off a of forest drive, if you're heading toward Bay Ridge, take a left off of on Edgewood Road and just stop just short of the bay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you keep going. You'll be in my parking lot eventually. Uh, yeah. And it's uh, a fantastic location. Uh, I can't think of a, a location that could get you out on the water any quicker. Yeah. I mean, you're not in a harbor. You're right here on the point. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the floating dock with the, with the boats tied up. I mean, you, you undo the cleat and you're out. Yeah. 90 seconds the time you leave your dock, you're out in the Severn River. That's amazing. John Cosby, thank you very much. It was a pleasure being over with you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this special podcast for Ion Annapolis. Please be sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinions. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you your local news direct to your phone or tablet every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play.